Most golfers would like to be able to play where the pros play. Sadly, we're not going to get on the PGA Tour, not with our skill set. However, you can still play where the pros have played if you put a bit of time and effort into it. This podcast tells you how to follow in the footsteps of giants. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, a podcast which is dedicated to our golfing adventures and to all things golf-related. Now, tonight's episode is entitled Two Men and a Portuguese Tart. Now, the episode covers our recent long weekend golfing close to Lisbon, the capital and cultural heartland of Portugal, and the home of the little pastry delicacy known as the Portuguese Tart. So any of you who tuned in expecting a racier storyline should probably stop listening now as you'll just end up sorely disappointed. We'll never forget, Geraldine. Anyway, (laughs) joining me this evening, as you've already heard, one of the uh, mystical voices from across the suite is uh, joining me tonight in the Mina suite, which is a somewhat redundant suite and not used since covid but it does have aspirations to be a fully functional suite that could host a major recording session. Well, mm. you can but hope. Hey. Anyway, uh, my regular partners on the podcast, uh, Des is here. Good evening, Desmond. Good evening. Are, are we getting world ranking points for this episode tonight? I think we, because we're part of the established golfing uh, ecostructure, yes. um, we, we are getting OWGR points. Good. That's what I like to hear. I, I think it's important. And young Mike, Evening he's here gentlemen. as well. Are we? We're, we're not too bad. Now, the interesting thing, young Mike, is you weren't with us when we went to Portugal for our long weekend. I wasn't. No, we don't but, like But uh, you'd like, like to sit in and discuss all things to do with the, the podcast and maybe, Absolutely. maybe just, maybe just learn something from the old pros who've been out there for 30 years trying to visit various places to play golf. Absolutely. Well, I've got my uh, notepad and pen with me, so... Well, that is good. Okay. Let's start by saying that a long weekend with your golfing mates in the autumnal sunshine of Portugal sounds both fun and relaxing, doesn't it? It certainly does. Well, you're completely wrong. Stinging the tail. (laughs) You're completely wrong. And here is why, over the next while, we're going to discuss to a certain extent why a blitz trip is likely to leave you completely knackered. (laughs) Now, both Des and I are men of a certain age now. Yes. We're not as young as we once were. And our touring trips over the years have always been fairly action-packed. We don't Mm. believe in sitting around a lot. We have a lot of golf and we have tended to go and do a lot of other things now mm-hmm. culture vultures culture vultures <laughs> yeah. going out bit of excitement bit of adventures you know we yeah. like to go and do these things yeah. now having said that i think we should explain that this trip went out in early october 2022 mm. and it started on a thursday morning when my alarm went off at 1 a.m 
Oh, I slept, I slept under one thirty a.m. One a.m. I got Dear up. Goodness, you are so organised. Got up because at one forty-five, Hubel arrived at my house, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, we then drove out and picked up another mate of ours, BJ, mm-hmm. and we made our way to Dublin Airport, where we checked in for our Ryanair flight just after three thirty a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was because, one, Ryanair want you there in good time to make sure they get away uh, on time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Something like that, yes. <laughs> okay. And, you know, our flight out was at 6.45 a.m. Okay. So they're boarding you at 6. They want you there in good time. Golf clubs loaded. Ryanair with golf clubs mm. is not an entirely smooth concept. And, I mean, you would have had your moments panicking a little bit because you suddenly realised your carry-on luggage was maybe bigger than the... I did, I did. I just did not understand. They give you a priority bag. What does that mean? Right. And then in front of me, I saw them measuring up some guy's bags, and I went, oh, Uh-oh. dear. But no, actually, not too bad. It went okay. I it, got through. It did go okay. And I would like to point out, and Ryanair would not be my airline of choice. No. <laughs> and the thing that annoys me most about Ryanair, and I've I watched it again this time. I've only flown Ryanair a few times. But why have this very strict set of rules for what you can bring onto the aircraft if you're not going to enforce them at the gate? Mm-hmm. So you have people coming on somehow they're carrying three bags on. Yeah. wedging them into the overhead locker. Yeah. And then you come on with your one bag and they go, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say there was a fair bit of that going on. Plus the fact, I do think one of the funniest things to watch is people who are determined that their bag will fit, fit. into the overhead yeah. locker. Yeah. And, it doesn't matter if the laws of <laughs> physics aren't going to apply here. It's going in. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't understand why they can't get it out, out at the other at, side. At the uh-huh. other end, because uh-huh. it's been wedged in. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. And I have to say, Martin, it was uh, d- d- neither yourself, which is very surprising, or myself organized any of this. And, well, and it's I, not so I, surprised you didn't know. Well, I, of course, anything. of course, of course. I was just surprised that you didn't have any involvement in this at all. This was a rarity. Um, I, I knew when we were suddenly, all of a sudden in the last couple of weeks up to it, we were flying Ryanair. I went, dear God, Martin mustn't have organized this, which he didn't. No, going as a passenger on a tour mm-hmm. is a very, very rare experience for me. I've nearly always been involved in the organization of our yes. tours to yes. some description. Anyway, we get down, we book in. Clubs are, are away, through security, all went swimmingly, which is a good phrase considering what happened mm. next, because uh-huh. uh, we went and got some breakfast, uh-huh. and my mate BJ managed to knock his entire cup of tea over his fry as soon as he sat down at the <laughs> table, literally as he, sorry, not even at the Lovely table, to as, watch. He, as he got into the queue to pay, he just knocked it over and completely uh-huh. just, now to be fair to the people at Dublin Airport, they revamped his breakfast for him, but um, Okay. What was your opinion, Des, of the seat on a Ryan airplane? Now, I stupidly did not pre-book my seat. I just thought, no, I'll just because we, we couldn't pre-book to be beside each other. You yeah, know, where everybody was booking at different times. But of course, I got six B in the middle, oh, no. and I thought, and and I have to say to my good lady, twenty years ago when we we booked our Ryan air flight, she then said, 
never again ran her. Never again ran her. Yeah. And I said, darn, and calm, you know. She was right. Oh, the seating was, and of course I was sitting between two large gentlemen, yeah. I have to say, which probably didn't help matters. And at 6.45 in the morning, you thought, right, I'll get a couple hours sleep, you know, yeah. but no, very difficult. I'll, I'll put that word politely there, Martin. Difficult, that's all. But how tall are you, Des? I'm only six foot two. <laughs> but those, that, those seats in Ryanair are packed quite tightly together. To get that extra couple oh, of rows in that, that uh, Michael oh. get Michael O'Leary gets in. Oh, can, can I tell you that I I thought I was being smart because I actually three of us booked on the same ticket at the same time, so we got three seats together. And I got the window seat. Okay, and I thought this is great. I can lean up against the window, get some sleep uh-huh. on the way back. Honestly, I have never been as uncomfortable in an aeroplane <laughs> in yeah. both directions, <laughs> flying out and flying back. I could I find a way to be comfortable, and I yeah. honestly, yeah. I have flown all sorts of airlines over the years, and I've always been able to cope. It's just built to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. It's dreadful. It is dreadful. Now, Michael O'Leary constantly says yes, but we get you there cheaper than anybody else, and we get you there on time. And that's mm. great, and he did. Yeah, mm. they got us there, and and that was fine. Yeah. But it isn't comfortable. No, it isn't no, a joy. No. It, it isn't any sort of a, a flying like, experience. That yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't think we're going to spend all evening just talking no, about no, the... No, you know, no. I think Le- this, this, is about a, this is about a golf tour. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. So we arrive in Lisbon, and to be fair, the clubs arrived pretty quickly. And uh, So again, I can't fault the Ryanair team for getting this stuff out. And we left to meet our transfer booking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we meet for the first time. Not the only time. For the first time, we met a Portuguese gentleman who we now affectionately refer to as Mr. Confused. <laughs> he was he was 112, I think, wasn't he? I think he was about, he, yeah. he was certainly over retirement yeah. age by quite some margin. Yes. But Mr. Confused with met a no, us. with a notebook. That's all you had. He, just, he wouldn't look at you. He, he just kept looking at his kept notebook, at, yep. scribbling a couple of things, and we set off because he said, "Yes, I will take you to your bus." And we set off at a pace that dropped behind the snail that was on the pavement. Oh, no. I have never walked as slowly. And then he arrived and discovered that a set of escalators weren't working, but there's a staircase. Uh-huh. And he just stood and looked at the staircase and looked at the staircase. He was 112. And eventually he looked at us and said, can you manage the stairs? And we're going, yes, we can manage the stairs. Can you? Can you? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, he gets but he us. He did. He did. Ten he minutes later, gets he got us to, the to the top of the, the stairs and discovers no bus. There is no bus. But he was still looking at his notebook. There's no bus. But then he brought out flicking pages. He brought out the key implement that all Mister Confused yes. need at the point in time. Brought it out, and not for the first, and not for the last time, the flip phone came out. Hey, what? He had a flip phone, and uh, he flipped it up. He made a phone call. He bought call it when he was 63. That, that must have lasted 10 minutes. It never <laughs> once gave any indication that a bus was going to appear. Uh-huh. No. And then he said, don't worry, a bus is about to appear. We had no confidence at this point. No, We'd yeah, been standing no. around 20, 25 minutes at this but point. But the weather was nice. Weather was lovely. But we knew we were playing golf at lunchtime. Uh-huh. Okay. So yes. okay. We were you know, tight for time. We were kind of tight for time. So anyway, uh, we're thinking, well... Something's going on. Next minute, this enormous 44-seater coach pulls up, and he goes, this is your bus. There's eight, of us. Going, There's eight of us. There's eight of us. Just for you guys? No. Yeah. No, no. No. We walked towards this bus, <laughs> and a football team or rugby team got off it. 
there was about 35 people got off the bus and they got all their luggage out. And the flip phone, Mr. Confused, talks away to the driver. They have some sort of Portuguese argument. Uh-huh. And then he says, right, bags in there. So we put our bags in there and the eight of us got on a 44-seat coach <laughs> to be taken to our hotel. Comfortable, yes. Which we, we off we went. And his other instruction was, don't worry, at 11.45... We were thinking, this is going to be tight. But at 11.45, the beautiful girl will come and pick you up in the small car uh-huh. to take you to the golf course. We're going, beautiful girl in the small car, eight of us with eight sets of golf clubs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not convinced mm. by this uh, at all. So, so we, we get to the hotel. We managed to get two of the four rooms. We Be- were early. Beginning and early. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, went up. Everybody <clears throat> changed quickly, grabbed your golf clubs out of the travel bags, and off we went to the Estoril Golf Course. Now, the Estoril Golf Course uh, was about 20 minutes transfer time. Mm-hmm. Um, took us about 35 because of the traffic. So we arrived. We're a bit tight for time, but we managed to grab a sandwich and we head to the first tee. I am actually playing on that occasion that day in the second four ball with my friend Des and a couple of others. How was your first tee shot, Des? I can't remember, Martin. Can't, really can't remember. Can I talk you through the eight yards you oh, hit it? Cool. Um, Here we oh, go. I thought it was going to be a few sarsaparillas on the plane. On the way yeah, over. On Ryanair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, the important thing is we played three gay, days of golf. Martin, where did you come in the eight ball? Don't, don't spoil what? the episode. Don't oh, spoil oh, the episode. Oh, yeah, am I spoiling? Yeah. You're jumping ahead. Let's, let's leave it, Mike, for later. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the Estoril golf course is... Would, could only be described as it's quite short, it's very tight, it's tricky, but it held the Portuguese open up until about 1992 or 1993. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not a bad mm-hmm. course. It's a reasonable But it has a very unique feature. Right. And the very unique feature comes between the eighth green and the ninth tee. And you walk down... Past two JCB diggers, uh-huh. which I think is always a nice touch, uh, sitting on a car park at a, at a golf course, and across a long bridge, curving bridge that goes down over a six-lane motorway. Motorway, that's no right. Way. There's a six-lane <laughs> motorway in the middle of the golf course. Yes, yes. That was, you don't get that at Malone, really, or no, glass. No, no, no. 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 Yes. And I have to say... The ambience that a six-lane motorway creates around a golf course. <laughs> a six-lane, very busy motorway. Yes. And so we, we get down, and, and the thing is, it was downhill all the way. And it was a walk of about 400, 450 yards yeah. from the eighth green to the ninth tee. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it going, it's hot. Yeah. It's humid. We're walking. Okay, we've we got trolleys. We didn't yeah. have buggies. The 17th... T is back at the top of this hill. So on the way back, you're going to walk <laughs> back up all the way up this oh. uphill all the way, and you're going to be going. By then, I'm likely to be just a little bit Another jaded. half mile to the 18th, yes. Anyway, we, we play the back nine. Now, there were two very small incidents on the back nine, both mm-hmm. worthy of comment. Mm-hmm. On the 11th T, there is a small hut mm-hmm. where they serve drinks, and you can you can get a drink. And as you look at the hut, Directly head on. Mm-hmm. On the left hand side of the hut, there is a toilet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on the right hand side of the toilet. Right, let's 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 there's go, a hedge. Let's go to the eighteenth, Martin, please. <laughs> there's a hedge. That's just if you happen to need to. A know nice that gentleman, and of course we all had 
few bottles of beer. Uh-huh. And the nice gentleman served us our beer. He was very pleasant. Lovely guy. Yeah, lovely lovely guy. guy. Suggested that Des went to the left rather than having popped round to the right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so we tee off down the 11th hole mm. and uh, we all hit quite good drives mm-hmm. down. And uh, I hit a, a gap wedge mm-hmm. for my second shot onto the par four. Mm-hmm. And how did that finish, Des? I can't really remember. Straight in the hole for an eagle two. Oh, yes. Ah. <laughs> that might be the highlight of my golfing tour, by the way. Right the great there. thing about it, Mike, is we didn't actually see it disappear in the hole. Because it was uh, up. Just, it, was, it was up. So I, Marty had actually ribbed it through the green. And I was feeling so sorry for him. And I'd had a couple of beers, of course, by the stage that I dropped a ball in the hole for, for him. him. Okay, and he actually you. still thinks I still that do. was his ball. I do. It was a, mm, it was a lovely yeah. eagle. Anyway, mixed fortunes that day, but our pal Scotty led the field after day one. And, uh, you know, rate the course out of 10, Des, being honest. Estoril. 6.25. Yeah. Yeah. We got to the 16th. By the way, they sent a guy down who gave you a lift up with all your trolleys. Oh, okay. I don't know if they thought, sorry. That was the best thing. It was this guy sitting here. We thought he was, he's going to cut the grass or something here. Yes. And I said, oh, no, sir. He Grabs our bags, puts the ball oh, in. Oh, superb. And then we, we travelled another half a mile uphill to the I am next glad we box. weren't walking it. That was. But, uh, uh, it was essential. Okay. So we go back to the hotel. And this is just explaining what a tour weekend is really like. Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, by the way, we had a long wait for our transfer to appear. Yes, <laughs> really? It, 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 it wasn't whoever. Mr. Mr. Confucius was obviously. Um, Mr. Confused had not got really the timings right. On top of this. <laughs> no. So we, we, we go back to the hotel and we go out uh, for, for dinner in Kaskai, which is the little suburb of Kash, Lisbon. Kash. Cash, 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 cash. I cash, was cash. we cash, we cash. we had. Well, you're going to tell about this lady who gave us a nice food and wine tour, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Although Martin, of course, there was, oh, there, was, there was alcohol involved in it, so Martin didn't really fancy it. Okay. But she did advise. She was Brazilian, and she did say, "Cash, cash." Okay, but north, north of based on a lot of the other, based on a lot of the other stuff she told us. I'm not sure that's right because most of the <laughs> stuff she not. told us was garbage. Made up. Oh, oh I, I think so. Uh, honestly, but we'll come to that in a minute. We went out for a great dinner and I have to say the restaurant that night out in Cash Cash or Cash Cash, yes, whichever yes. way you want to describe it, great dinner. And you boys, you were picking up a bottle of port to drink for what, 12 euros? Into something like that, yes. It was actually okay. now Lisboa, which I was just thinking, what's Lisboa? And I thought, oh, of course, that's Portuguese for Lisbon. I yeah. never, never really knew that. And we went into our first uh, food and wine tasting and we had our pork sandwiches, remember? No, you're back on the food tour. We're not on the food tour. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're still having dinner the night before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really surprised you don't remember a lot of this tour, particularly because when we got to the bottle of port, I didn't believe they needed port at that stage. They seemed to have had plenty to drink. Tawny port. Lovely, Mm. lovely little appetizer. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So anyway, I go to bed that night and I've only now been on the go for 22 and a half hours. Mm -hmm. This is day one Uh of a a three-day tour. I think the other boys stayed up, played some pool, had a few, and... uh, they actually, again, probably had less sleep than I had because mm. the next day was quite an early start. It was breakfast at 7, leaving the hotel at 7.40 to for about a 45-minute transfer to the second uh, golf course. Uh-huh. Again, 
for the second time in two days, and this is again very unusual for me. To a golf course I've never even heard of. Okay. Uh, called Bellas Cluba Campo. Never heard of it. No, n- no, no, will you? No. <laughs> and and I suspect oh, really? you will also never play it. Now, it's conveniently located close to the main prison complex for Lisbon. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. But it's in a very, quite an upmarket housing development. So you come past the prison and turn into a very nice upmarket housing development. Right. And the golf course wins its way around there. Now, I'd have to say the facilities there were the best of the three courses we played. Yes. It was far nice. away. Yep. Um, it's a fairly new course. It's... Mm-hmm. Definitely a sterner test than the day before's had mm-hmm. been in, in terms of this. And there were some serious walking distances on the back nine. Really? Fortunately, uh, three of the four of us, uh, of well, three of the four pairs mm-hmm. had managed to get buggies. That's right. The oh, okay. fourth yes. pair decided they would walk. I think they regretted oh, that decision. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, uh, a little note. Book buggies well in advance, guys. Yeah, These courses need buggies. If yeah. you're going on one of these tours and you do want that sort of thing, because let's be honest, we're not really used to walking around the golf course in... 28 degrees. 28 degrees. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, my the day, the first day, was the least walking I did on the three days on tour. Mm-hmm. And I clocked 22,000 steps on the first day. Yeah. The second day we had buggies. And by the time we'd finished that night in Lisbon, etc., I was still over 22,000 steps. <laughs> but anyway, we, we played the golf course at Belas Club Campo. And we target between 6,200 and 6,400 yards mm-hmm. on tour. Yeah. In fact, the closer to 6,200, the better because yeah, we're, we're trying to make it a, a degree of fun. I'd have to say the scoring that day was weak. And I would say part of that is fatigue from the day before. And yeah. part of it is it's a, it was technically a difficult golf course. What was and the conditioning some, like? Was it good? Conditioning was pretty good on that one. It was average. I can't yes. fault the yes. golf no. course no. No. on that one. I think we were all fairly fatigued. Yeah. But I do think that, again, that's a number one tip for planning your golf tour with your mates is oh. pick appropriate tees. Do yes. not try yes. and go out there yeah. and be uh, superheroes. Get yourself buggies and enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, get yep. yourself buggies. And the other thing that none of these courses had, which we're not used to as well, is apart from the the first one that had a drink station at the 11th, yes. neither of these other courses had drink stations or no anything on the cards. way around. No cart cards. So you do need Very to make sure you're carrying... <laughs> enough fluids yes. because it's <laughs> right. a long old day out there yeah for sure and certainly one or two of the boys definitely needed rehydrated um, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but anyway we head back to the hotel after day two and at this point by the way there we always have a good boys bad boys tournament mm-hmm. and the bad boys were well ahead by this stage well, somehow yeah. that's right and and we're so. looking likely to win lunch the following day mm-hmm. um but that's okay they hadn't won in 11 years. If they were going to win, they were going to win. <laughs> then I think, and this is where Des and I may differ in our memory of this tour, mm-hmm. because we went to Lisbon. Because I drink. <laughs> we went to Lisbon for the food tour. Uh-huh. Yes, now, right. I have to say the food tour was prepaid. We had all prepaid yes. for the food tour. Correct. 50 euros a pop. That's right. That sounds pretty reasonable. Oh, for five stops. Yeah. It was very good. And 
I disagree entirely. I oh. think it's the biggest con I've been on in a oh, very, And by very the way, if anybody time. doesn't know, Martin doesn't drink alcohol. Forget the, forget <laughs> they don't drink alcohol because you guys were also paying extra for some of the alcohol that was being drunk. The extra yeah. alcohol, the correct. Al- extra alcohol. I mean, it wasn't as if you were, you were getting it, it all in. And, but here's where it went wrong, in my opinion. And this is where you have to be careful. I think if you're planning a tour within a budget, and this tour was done very clearly within a budget. But if you're doing it, we went by taxi, two taxis, to get us to the centre of Lisbon and two taxis to get us home. Mm-hmm. Total cost over the, the journeys was 190 euros that we spent travelling up and down. 45 euros each taxi each way, plus tip. Okay. Yep. So actually you start looking at that and you go, actually that's 50 euros a man has now gone up to... About 75 yeah. euros a man. How far? How, how long it was, was the journey? 45 minutes. I was going to say it was well over yeah. half an hour anyway. Yes, it was. It was 45 Just over minutes. half an hour. Yeah. And, uh, so, so that started it out where I went, we're, we're under pressure to get to this place. Then we were um, Luciana. Lucia? Mm, I think it was Luciana. Lucy. We just called her Lucy. Yeah. yeah. Who, who met us uh, for the, the food tour. Now, the first stop was a very local Portuguese cafe. And it to was. be fair, it was. it was absolutely fine. It's a cafe that you would never have gone into. No, yeah. you know. But, but sardines, sardines so, fish yep. cakes, mm-hmm. potatoes. Cod cakes, that's some, right. Something. Uh-huh. What did you eat? I, ate, I actually <laughs> ate one of the fish cakes, um, just mm-hmm. a bite. Um, and a lovely glass of Vino Verde. Oh. oh. I love the way you say a lovely glass of Vino Verde. You boys were quaffing it <laughs> like it wasn't going to run out. I have to say, now, this is something you should do, guys, if you ever go to Lisbon, is do the food and wine tour because you pay £50 for five stops and five different little restaurant-style bars yeah. and you get a, a generous glass of Vino Verde, which would be a double glass size yeah. of what you would pour. And then we all said, right, okay, so that's all included. That's not a problem. We all said, no, we'll, could we have another glass each? Mm-hmm. And they, she says, well, you'll have to pay. We said, not a problem. We'll pay extra. Yeah. And they poured us another huge glass of Vino Verde. Yeah. yeah. And we had to pay 90 cents each for that glass of wine. And what? we thought, oh. And then Marty says, no, no, we're going, we're going. No, no, Marty, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so, no, so Marty, got Marty thro- did get us out. We got thrown out of the first place fairly <laughs> fairly quickly because they, they were going, sorry, we need. We were on a timetable. We were on a timetable. We go to the second place where you get a pork sandwich. Uh-huh. Now, the pork sandwich, to be honest, a number of years ago, Woolworths did a great pork sandwich. Uh-huh. Um, you know, with, <laughs> with fresh pork, nice bread, all the rest of it. And this local was, mustard. This was worse. Oh, really? Honestly, I thought it was I, very it average. It was lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> and another glass, big glass of glass Vino Verde. flipping bucket. <laughs> so th- th- this is, uh, maybe I've, I've, I've obviously jumped the gun here in, saying, in the sense of saying 50 euros for, for five stops with a, like a bit of a tasting menu. Uh, I've got a different, I've got a different feeling in my head as to what the tasting menu is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. can, can, can I tell you, by the time they left there, Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced any of them could have tasted anything. <laughs> but we then go and we for, had another big glass of vino verde. Yeah, yeah, they did. So by the by the by this stage, I mean they 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 plenty of wine on board, uh-huh. and the girl takes us for a walk down. And the only thing I learned about Lisbon in the entire walk down to the main square, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was we passed the oldest bookshop in the world. 
Right. It's been operating for something like 420 years uh-huh. as a bookshop. Do we have time to go in? No. No. We don't have time to look in. Did we want to go in? No. Well, Martin wanted to go in. Yeah. Like, did, did the rest of us want to go in? No. So, stop number We need another glass of Fino Verde. <laughs> stop number three. What was stop number three, Des? Oh God, I'm, Marty, I'm, I'm out of it by this stage. <laughs> where, where, where was stop number three? <laughs> Remind me. Stop number three <laughs> was at a, a little roadside um, stand uh-huh. where they served you in a chocolate cup <laughs> a little a, a serving of liqueur. Okay. Yes. So stop number three was a tiny little chocolate uh-huh. filled with a liqueur uh-huh. and then they all just tried to sell you a bottle of this liqueur. Yeah. Which you all And, and of course one, right? I always stood beside Martin. Martin, you're not going to drink that? I'll have that. <laughs> so that was stop number three on yeah, the food tour. I'm glad uh-huh. at least I ate the pork sandwich, I'm telling you. <laughs> so we go on down. She decides as we walk along that, you know, stop four. We're not going to stop at stop four. She'll go ahead and buy eight Portuguese tarts. Right. Now, you got to understand the Portuguese tart, when you go in and buy it, is basically pastry and a custard no, thing. But- and it's, then, it's infamous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good. Oh, they're tremendous. The first rate. And do you know what price they are, Des? Mm, no. They're about a euro. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe a euro fifty. <laughs> so, so far now, I've had a fish cake. I've had a pork sandwich. I didn't have a chocolate cup. He was still grumbling. And the rest I'm of us were being offered a Portuguese tart at, at a euro. Uh-huh. And the fifth stop... Where was the fifth stop, Des? Uh, remind me. <laughs> at a, at a, out, sitting outside another cafe where they served us small portions of Torito sausage. Oh, oh very nice. nice. That was nice. That was nice. Now, and potatoes. The, guy, yes. the guys quite liked that. I don't know where the potatoes came from because oh, there's yeah. none where I saw it. No, no, they didn't give you the potatoes. <laughs> we got the potatoes. The, the potatoes were actually in the first cafe. There were no potatoes there. It was just the Torito sausage. <laughs> I had a glass of Verde. <laughs> By this stage, we'd reached the point where I was going 50 euros plus the thing. This night, it's going to cost me 80 euros, and I've had a pork sandwich and a fish cake. Yeah. And you're starving. Uh, I'm not really starving. I'm actually had, annoyed. He had no the girl, vino verde. The girl who was running the tour, who was a nice girl, but she knew nothing about Lisbon. We got freestyling. nothing out on a fr- freestyling at a wild rate. And she was panicking because she knew that at least two of us. So I wasn't the only one yeah. who was noticing the fact that this was a rip. Yeah. And it wasn't a good rip. <laughs> yeah. This one. No, there are plenty of good food tours around. I just wouldn't rate this one. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we finished up and uh, four of us got in a taxi because PK, one of our other guys, was going. Taxi for Grumpy. Wait, Grumpy? You've no idea at that point. So we. <laughs> We, some of the boys thought, we'll go to a bar, we'll find some live music, because PK says, how hard can it be to find a bar with live music in the centre of Lisbon on a Friday night? I don't know, but I'm not going to look. <laughs> yes. Because I'm already going, it's 10.30 at night, and I'm in the centre of Lisbon, and I'm a 45-minute taxi ride away, and I'm to be up at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning to play golf again. Mm-hmm. So we left. You boys took a while later. You came in at about... Well, you weren't sharing with me, uh, Trapper was, mm. but you guys came home about an hour and a half later, having just not found a bar with any music. Uh, no. We went to play some more pool and a bottle of tawny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
That was, yeah, as you do, on your huddleys. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. So anyway, the next morning, I went down to breakfast mm. shortly after seven o'clock. And for quite a long time, there was no sign of any other member of the Legion of the Damned. <laughs> okay, my roommate, Trapper, I have to say, of all the years I've travelled, I don't think I've ever seen him look that unwell. Oh, really? Oh, I, I think... I think <laughs> He was playing pill with us. Yeah, it's that night. I, I think the boys, it was a late night, tired and emotional, and... Uh, anyway. Not very much food by the sounds of things. No. Nope. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. I was ready for breakfast, I'll tell you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody eventually made it down to breakfast. To be fair, everybody got uh, outside for the transfer to the final golf course. And lo and behold, Mr. Confused appears. Oh, no. And Mr. Confused appears. We're talking to a group of uh, golfers from England. And they're going, I wonder is he here for us? And he was looking at them, no, no, I'm not here for you. PK goes, no, that's our guy. We'll go up to him. And PK goes up to him and goes, I take it you're here for the transfer for us. And he goes, no, 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 not here for you. Go away, go away. And PK goes, are you sure? And he says, yeah, yeah, go away, go away. Five minutes later, he comes back. He's been on the flip phone. And he comes back with a sheet and looks at PK and goes, you Mr. Ellis? PK goes, yeah. Right, I'm your left. <laughs> we knew that. What, what, what was wrong? So anyway, we then get into the van and then we all realised we're getting into the van with somebody who, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but he, doesn't look like he should still be doing the job. Yeah, uh, and like at 112, like he's he shouldn't be driving. No, they're anyway, absolutely not. Absolutely. Anyway, we go out to our guy. final golf course, which I think is called mm-hmm. Quinta do Mourinho. Right. Now, it's the closest golf course to Cascai, Cascais, whichever way you want to call it. it. It's only about 10 minutes away. Okay. And we went up there. Nice little touch there, practice ground, which is a bit, basically there's a slightly better than a porta cabin uh, clubhouse. Oh, no. I mean, it is slightly better. Their driving range is directly outside, and uh, in the middle of it were three washing machines, two and one sitting on top mm. that you could fire golf balls at from 100 metres <laughs> out. Right. Um, felt very Rory esque. Not, yeah. uh, not, not a Rory insight. No. Not like time no. is trying to hit. And, and then we, we were to go down to our tee off time. But before we get there, I look around and Trapper is sitting there looking like... Vino Verde. It, <laughs> looking like... Mr. Vino Verde. It's already over. And he's just discovered that there are no buggies and he's going to have to walk. Oh, no. And he is not a happy boy. 28 degrees again. He oh. is not happy at all. Until as he walks down, he discovers that they have got electric scooters to carry golf bags. No Motor, way. Motor bikes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seen Motor these. bikes. Seen these. Motor yeah, bikes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The big fat tires. Yeah. yeah. All the rest of it. And I'm going, and Greasy goes, I'm having one of those. <laughs> and he went back to the porta cabin and he, he rented the only one. I am astounded they gave him the key. Yeah. Because when <laughs> he I wasn't breathalyzed now. He when was, I first just give him a key. <laughs> when I first went down and watched him try to drive this thing, the only <laughs> phrase I could get into my head was, He's going to die. Stand clear. Stand clear. Honestly, yeah. it was pricelessly entertaining, yes. but quite unnerving. And every so often at the start, until he got used to it, he would take off on this thing, forgetting to take, lift the stand up. So that if he turned sharply left, the stand would dig in the we ground and it. he'd just... He'd oh. flip off. Yeah, but he, he didn't. So we went out. Now, 
That is one of the worst golfing experiences in my life that day. Oh, seriously? In terms of the length of time at a golf course. They were putting four balls out at seven-minute intervals. Right. Yes. It was slow. It yeah. was racked yeah. and packed, and we waited on every shot for the entire round. Oh, it's grim. Yeah. And yeah. the guys behind us, they would meet us on every single tee and wait for ten, five minutes while we teed off and went and we got out of range, and then they would hit their golf balls down. The entire round, even though the marshals came out twice and tried to get people to move along a little bit, yeah, there was nowhere to go. Yes, and it was sardines. racked and packed. No. It was a dreadful, and I think after a while it affected everybody's play to a sure. certain extent. I think people lost interest in a lot of it. The point I'm going to make about booking a tour is you're there to have some fun. Yeah. And... Although this golf course in itself was fine, I've no issue with the actual golf course. I, I it was the number of people yeah, and the yeah, the yeah. way they were putting them out. So it must be yeah, yeah. very cheap. Um to be it, I mean out. that was one of the things about it, Martin, was the value that we got for three rounds of golf, three sorry, two nights B and B and the four star hotel, transfers from airport and thing. And we didn't even pay four hundred pounds. We did yeah. actually. We paid the whole thing was put together just under five hundred, including, including okay. your flight, yeah. transfers, all right, hotel, fabulous, and, I, and three rounds of golf. That's that incredible. Were, you, if, the Algarve, you'd be yeah. at least double that. Kinta, well, you know? no, you would. That's that's nearly your green fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but that's the whole point. Yeah. And again, this is what I'm saying is you can, you know, you can do a tour on a budget and this one was done very much on a budget. Yeah. Just a yeah. quick weekend away with a few mates uh, and all the rest of it. And you have to know that Martin, this is one of the few events that Martin did not organise. And as soon as you hear at the very start of it, Ryan R, you go, Martin didn't organise this one. <laughs> no, but I, I think there's there's a happy mix. And I mean, we've previously done a podcast, uh, Two Men and a Falcon, mm -hmm. which talks about the long weekend we did to Abu Dhabi and played yes. on three fantastic yeah, oh, golf courses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stayed in a fantastic hotel, traveled a lot further, obviously, with Emirates. And that's when we did that in 2019. Uh, well, it was originally four nights, but we flew home on the fourth night. But it was four nights, bed and breakfast, all transfers, buggies, and golf. And that at the time was £1,250 mm, a month. That's that was good value. And that Very was value, that was yeah. fantastic. Yep. Now, the interesting thing about the budget though is there's that you, you look at the budget and you say we brought this in at over at five hundred pounds and we haven't actually finished the actual story because there's a great night out actually that finished the the tour and I have to say it made up for all of the disappointment of Lisbon. Yeah. If you actually factor in the extras, the taxi fares and the various other things. Those are the things that you tend to lose in the mix yeah. from the base cost because each and every one of us would have put a further just shy of 200 euros into the kitty. Mm -hmm. So that's 1,600 euros in the kitty mm -hmm. that go in yeah. on taxis, food shared, and drink. Yeah. shared mm -hmm. food and drink expenses, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not that cheap. It You can do it very cheaply, mm -hmm. But you, you actually, there are other things that you will catch you out. But final night, we went up to Sintra, which is a world heritage town, uh -huh. city. Honestly, 
I cannot recommend it more highly really? to yeah. go and yeah. have a wander around. This is where you need to get a taxi up to. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, I don't know, 1,000 feet, 2,000 feet up. You yes. know, and it's, 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 and you have to get a taxi up to it, and there's a big palace at the top of it. It's uh, where the Portuguese royal family used right. to go for their summer holidays yep. and things oh, like okay. that. It, it, but it was, what a spectacular Lovely place. place. I had never even heard of the place that just shows that every so often you know absolutely nothing. Went up there with no expectations and it turned into an absolutely fantastic night. Finished up in a local restaurant run by a matriarch who was mad as a box of ferrets. Really? She, was, she, she must have been 75. 75, but fantastic. Ended up singing to us at our yes. table. No uh-huh. and then. Oh. And then she was quite happy when we all started singing. By then, the restaurant had emptied anyway. It would have emptied. (laughs) But um, can I say that, you know, that made up for what I think was really poor value in Lisbon. And I know Des is talking about the Vino Verde, et cetera, et cetera, and, and that eased his evening in yeah. Lisbon. <laughs> Martin, you've got, to, you got to drink, Martin. Can, you got to drink. I, I think to enjoy that tour, you did have to drink and then to be perfectly honest because there was nothing in the tour other than, you know, there was no history in the tour. There was no, let's see the city. Yeah. And Michael Huffdown, as he said, yeah, I was on a different tour to Martin. I don't know where he was here, but he, I was on a different tour. Yeah. It was... Vino Verde, yay! Yes, I, I get why you like the tour. <laughs> but I'm saying there, there's other things to a tour other than yeah. a bucket of cheap wine. Yeah. And every so often, says, some of us... Says angry Marty. <laughs> actually, to be fair, at no point... Well, I did get slightly angry, but that was early. But um, we'll, we'll get anyway that. Do you know what, one thing, actually, just want to point out? I didn't know there was a Portuguese royal family. <gasps> Uh, I'm not sure there is anymore. Oh, okay. No. Well, there we go. Yeah. There we go. I'm not, I'm not sure what the state is, and I really should do a little bit Get of on the checking. phone there, um, Mike. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so great night out in Sintra. Everybody yeah. is a nice place. In, enjoyed it. It's where all the Irish supermarkets are named after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's maybe, not. Maybe not. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, only if you're from Ireland will you get the Centra, Centra gag there. Hey! But I thought I'd better <laughs> highlight that anyway on the way past. Okay, the following morning, uh, so I was leaving for the airport at 7.15am because there was a half marathon on and they were going to close the roads. So after a third go. late night, after a third day of walking well over 22,000 paces uh, and all the rest of it, we head to the airport for the most spectacularly disorganized queuing process to get on an aeroplane really? from Ryanair. Yeah. Wasn't it this? They have priority and non-priority. Mm-hmm. So you get into all the queues. Like there's there's 200 of you in these two queues. And then they change the gate. And then they change the gates oh, around. No they move the boards around again. So everybody's running around to change again. And oh my God. They must have sat us there. We're going, right, we're boarding, we're boarding. No. Half an hour later... Oh, we must be bored in Manai. We must yeah. be bored in Manai. And then you get on and you just knew the seat was going to be, oh, no. And then I do remember, Martin, we actually landed at Dublin Airport relatively on time. Mm-hmm. We were 15 minutes late Maybe Yeah, yeah not, not much, but not much on it. And the doors opened and the stairway was put up against the door for us. Uh-huh. And we, all, we were all standing up with our bags. And half an hour later, we're still standing there with our bags. Thirty minutes because yeah, they could they, they didn't could, have the staff to they couldn't have they couldn't have anybody to marshal us from the stairs yeah. to the terminal. 
This is what they're saying. They need marshals. And I actually, <laughs> I was talking to someone saying, yes, I've, I've had this before, and I think the Dublin marshals don't really like Ryanair. <laughs> and I thought, really? oh, that could be a good call. <laughs> oh, that was absolutely then dismal. You then you walk from your gate about a mile to get to the yes. uh, yes. luggage carousel, yeah. and then we wait there another half hour. Oh, that's grim. So, and it's one of those situations where you get home to your wife, and she goes, Ryanair, I told you. And I went, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so all in all, okay, give me your assessment. Uh, it was cost-effective, the tour. It was. It wasn't it that, was. that dear. The hotel was good. The hotel was very good. It was four-star. And I have to say, I love going to places that I've never been to before. Yeah, I agree. And I have to say, Cash Cash, as it is, it's sort of the Glen Gormley of Lisbon. <laughs> and it's it's lovely. I'd have to say it was very lovely. I'd, rate, I, I'd I, rate it very highly. And and Lisbon, I thought, was a lovely city as well. I would like to see Lisbon sometime. I certainly yeah, didn't well, see it on that tour. And Mike, <laughs> I have to say, Vino Verde. He's my mate. <laughs> yeah, w- watching you quaff buckets of Vino Verde is, is definitely something. But I, I would have to say that the Lisbon, for the short duration of the trip, mm-hmm. the Lisbon night wasn't worth the effort for me with regard to anything other than and the food tour. And I think the guys who have done a few of these food, food tours have said they think it's the weakest one they've done. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's that's a true assessment. It was it. average. It was average uh, on that. But, uh, you know, but, but I mean, there was some good crack. Yeah. On the night out. But to be honest, when you're sober and realizing that you're getting fleeced, because <laughs> I reckon looking at the prices and all the rest, I doubt we got more than 20 euros worth of value. Really? At any point. And it was 50 euros each, plus the boys were paying extra for certain things. But the Vita Verde was Sintra, <laughs> Sintra, the restaurant we were in, was first rate. Yes. The, yes. Um, the night out was first yeah, rate. Was. And I didn't, I didn't mind that. Okay, give you a chance, Des. You were... Runner up on this tour. Hey, you, you, Mike, uh, I thought I was wondering man. when was he going to get round to this? You were the runner up. Uh, Pete, or mate Pete Slap, uh, as he's known, uh, was the winner. Was the winner, yeah. Uh, Scotty uh, salvaged the third place, although he was uh-huh. collapsing a bit towards the end. Was I scrambled guy? fourth, and it scrambled yeah. it. Uh, I don't know how I got that. Really PK's genre. fifth. But anyway, the reality of the tour out of 10. How well, much would you genuinely award it? Thinking I, about the tours we yes, have done over the years, be it's realistic. It's very different. I mean, I know we go to Dubai and we go to Canada and we go to South Africa yeah. and even we go to the Algarve, which is Portugal, but a completely different, completely different. Uh, it's on a different shelf, yes, but I, I thought it was cheaper and it was very different, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and I would recommend it. Ignore, ignore enjoyment for a second and, and <laughs> actually go to putting it out as, as a tour. Yeah, for golf. Because yeah. For, yeah. Golf, for golf, for golf it was it was no more than a five out of no, ten for me. The golf courses were average to good. You wouldn't give it, uh, might be, be slightly generous there, but average to good. But I think it's, de- I'm glad we did it. You know, I really am glad we did it because I don't think I would ever have done it myself. And, uh, and these places, you would never do it yourselves. This is what, what Golf Tour is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would I would definitely put it up there as 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 something to tick off. Yeah. yeah. I only regret is that I think, I think two of the golf courses, two of the three golf courses were at the very lower end Average. of what we've yeah. played mm-hmm. oh, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't rate that. I really liked Cash Cash Stroke Cash Guy, depending mm-hmm. on which way you yep. pronounce it, yep. as an area. 
it was very, very nice. The restaurant down in Kashkai was first rate. Sintra mm. was a great night out. Yep. Lisbon looks like a fascinating city. We yeah. just didn't see it, and we didn't have time to see it, and I think the, the tour we were on was a bit of a rip. So from my point of view, I'd value the, I'd put the total tour for fun and entertainment value 6.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But if I'm judging it as a golf tour, it probably struggles to get the five. Yeah. Five out of 10. <clears throat> that does not mean it wasn't worth doing and yeah. it doesn't no. mean it wasn't no. good fun. But you're not good. You wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't do that tour again yeah. in that format. Gotcha. Um, mm. I could happily go stay at the hotel again, mm-hmm. but I'd want to find a better golf course. Gotcha. I wouldn't waste my, t- I'd take a day possibly not play golf and go up to Lisbon and see the sights in Lisbon. I wouldn't waste my time horsing up to Lisbon I, for some half-assed tour. Yeah. I think, it's whatever attitude you have. If you're going to play really good golf courses, mm-hmm. no, it's not there. But if you're going to have a nice uh, two-four ball uh, long weekend with your mates, I think it's I think it's a good call. I really okay. do. I think it's. A good I call. don't. I don't yep. disagree with any of that. Yeah. I would just say if you're going to do the food tour, do a bit more research mm. than obviously the 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 way we did it. Yeah. It just wasn't mm. good value, and. I don't care how many times I'm told that the Vino Verde at 90 cents glass was fantastic. I don't care about that because the food wasn't. Yeah. The actual experience around, and there was no history. There was nothing about the tour that helped me sort of understand Lisbon. Mm. But all in all, uh, good crack. And again, a good experience to say, again, a different style of tour. Yeah, it is. With your mates. It is. You know, you can have good and crack. not expensive. I mean, I I'm not, to, not to go to a capital city in, in Europe. Yeah, it's not too expensive. Well, so the, the good I, news was in the capital city, it was because we weren't having to buy any actual food. Yeah, well, that's of course. Yeah, <laughs> there didn't appear to be any. You yeah. know, it's sort of. But anyway, uh, okay. Just before we finish tonight's podcast, because really tonight's podcast is really about going on holiday with your mates and and the pluses and the minuses and the the things you need to be aware of. And you can bring a tour in at, at good value. You can go to medium value or you can be expensive. But again, the key thing is, as we've said it many times before, a good plan before you go, a good group of mates that you know you're going to get along with and enough golfing competition. It's a golf tour at the end of the yeah. day. So the golf for me is always first. The, the number one yeah. first and foremost. But the other thing is we've mentioned on the way through here, we've mentioned um, PK, TD, Slap, Trapper, all the rest. We've mentioned golfing nicknames. Yeah. And um, we thought we would just have a quick discussion on what are the best nicknames you've heard in golf, whether they're for pro golfers, caddies, or for anything else. Now, this again was uh, highlighted recently when somebody published what they thought were the nine best Uh golfing nicknames. And I'm going, there's got to be better ones than this. Right. So the nine that they uh, decided to uh, publish as being the best were the Big Easy. Right. For Ernie. Mm. Golden Bear for Jack. Mm. The Walrus for Craig Stadler. The King for, for Arnie. Arnie. Yeah. Uh, Boom Boom for Fred. Mm-hmm. Wild Thing for John Daly. The Black Knight for Gary Player. Bones as a caddy. Yeah. And Big Cat for Tiger. For Tiger. And, and to be honest, I would rather just call him Tiger. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need yeah. anything other than Tiger. No, yeah. t- t- Tiger. Yeah. Tiger kind of. It, well, it's not really. It's 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 his middle name because it was his first name is obviously Eldrick. But yeah, yeah, Tiger. So I think we have some better nicknames than that floating about. Yeah. Oh. So 
anybody a view on this? I mean, those <laughs> those nicknames aren't exactly yeah. blowing me I away. I know, I know. Looking at Mike's face, he's got a couple. There's, I was playing golf. Um, uh, Port Russia was a couple of years ago, and these two American guys joined us. And two very, very good golfers. Uh, one in particular had a phenomenal short game. Um, and I turned around as the playing partner. The other, I says, he's got a fantastic short game. He's very, very sharp and different things. He says, yeah, oh, I, Thryson. I was like, what? He says, Thryson Krupp gets up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what you call a guy with a limp? Huh? A sniper's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a a game. We'll we'll not put any names to these. There's a guy I played golf with in uh, a four ball, and he would be a wee bit hot under the collar now and again. Um, and uh, <laughs> do, do I know him by any chance? Uh, is he is he in the room? No, he's okay, not. He's okay, not okay. in the room. <laughs> okay, so it's not the one I'm thinking of. No, uh, but uh, playing playing around a golf, he had a really good card going, and he hit the hit a couple. He hit two shanks in a row, and proceeded to blow the top. And first, I saw the first club go into the air and was, and then before the first one had landed, the second one went. <laughs> so he's affectionately referred to as Chinook. <laughs> I, I quite like that. Lads, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. I, I came, I came across uh, at one point. We were playing with some people out in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, they, that guy comes up at, at one point, and I noticed there was something odd about the way. And then I realised his glasses. Uh-huh. One of the glasses was completely opaque. It was completely closed off. Right. And I asked the other guy. I said, "Is he?" Yeah, what was the story with the glasses? He says, look, he doesn't have a left eye. Right. And he said, uh, that's why we call him Keth. And I said, Keth? Keth. He says, well, his name's Keith, but he's got an eye missing. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, no. that's desperately <laughs> <Yeah>. cruel. <laughs> you oh, know, but lovely. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I think actually some of our nicknames along the way have been quite entertaining but I mean because Slap our nickname for our, our mate is very much he just gets up and hits the ball yeah. and, and all the rest of it listeners if you have any good nicknames for either golfers or caddies that you can think of and you'd like to interact with the podcast please send us them because you know there there's a few things that just make us chuckle when we we talk about these things um, the other thing I will finally say about golf tours with your mates are great memories to have. We've we've been doing it for a long, long time now, and there's some spectacular memories. Not every tour is going to be perfect. It's very much what you go and make it. And as Des will tell you, the food tour in Lisbon's great. As I will tell you, the food tour in Lisbon's crap. But those two, Vino Verde. those two, those two opinions are both perfectly valid. It all depends what you enjoy. But uh, until we actually come back and record another episode. Uh, my name is Martin. Uh, my name's Des. And I'm Mike. And we'll see you again very, very shortly. If you've enjoyed this episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, please hit the subscribe button from wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you'd like to leave us a good review, that would be most helpful as well. And... If you'd like to interact with the podcast, please use our Twitter feed, which is at ItFog 
under slash podcast and we'll happily deal with any queries or suggestions that you might uh, like to give us for future episodes.